Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. A returning guest back in studio, Allison Wendler of MidCities Care Corps, their website, midcitiescarecorps.org. We've got a lot to talk about today, including a big project called Silver Sunday. But first, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great seeing you again. So this was one of those interviews that was, to me, way far out. We planned this probably almost two months ago, I think. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I realized, oh, it's November and it's time. It's here. It crept right up on us. Crept right up for us and on us. And to be honest with you, the holiday season has done exactly that. I was at the mall the other day and I saw Christmas trees being installed, but we're not even at that point yet. We're really going to talk about something that's more focused on Thanksgiving today, and it's called Silver Sunday. Before we do that, let's get reacquainted with Mid-Cities Care Corps. You are their development director. What do you do for them, first off? So my biggest role at the organization is fundraising. With all nonprofits, we need wonderful volunteers, and then we also need funds to do our work. So it's my job to um, rally the community together to get the funds we need to serve our seniors. So you do a lot of uh, stuff like this. Do you do you feel like you do a lot of press? Is that how you spend a lot of your time, or is it actually talking to organizations and donors? This is a special treat. I'm usually more um, behind the scenes doing mm. grant writing and event planning, and then also um attending events in the community so that we can become visible and known with community support. Do you end up doing a lot of event planning? I do, yes. Was that, is that something that you like or something you dislike? No, I actually really enjoy it. Mm. Um, it can be a little overwhelming in the final weeks. We actually had our biggest event of the year last Thursday. I just I wanted to ask about that. So it was your big fundraiser, correct? Correct, What yes. did you guys end up doing? Um, it's called the Festival of Friends every single year, and um, it's because we celebrate all of our friends in the community, our clients, our volunteers. And so we had um, a formal dinner, live and silent auction. We had a Texas theme. This nice. year the theme was Friends with Hearts as Big as Texas. And then Pretty we good. actually had some live entertainment with the magician this year. That was a lot of fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. Did you come up with a theme? I wish I could say I did, but one of my volunteers <laughs> did. And you said that this is your, your big yearly fundraiser and that we're not sure about complete tabulations yet, but big success. Big success, yes. We um, look to net around $100,000 every year from this fundraiser, which is a significant portion of our budget, and we're on target. Do you have something specific that you want to put this money on, or is this going to a general fund that you're always mixing and moving around? That's a good question. It goes into our general fund, to whatever is most um, needed, because a lot of our grants have to be designated for certain programs. So once a year, we um, get to reach out and raise funds for just general operations, which are so necessary for 
our organization to be able to function. A perfect segue into what this organization does. You're helping seniors, but uh, you, you provide a couple of very specific things for them, but also awareness. So what does MidCities Care Corps do? So MidCities Care Corps, our goal is to preserve the independence of senior citizens in Northeast Tarrant County. And so we do that through three key service areas. The first is transportation. Um, and this means we help um, seniors get to routine medical appointments, the grocery store, and the bank. And what's a little bit different about the way we run our transportation program is that all of our rides are conducted by volunteers. And they go to the senior's house, they pick them up, they drive them to the doctor, they stay with them the entire time, and then they get them back home safely in their house. So there's also a lot of opportunity for social connection and to just kind of check on the senior's general well-being. While... That's one of the programs that I do remember from the last time that you mm-hmm. were here is that it's such a smart way to do things. Instead of just getting a bus ride and being dropped off and seeing a bit, that connection that's made between the people that are in that car for that car ride it's got to make a huge impact. It does. And we have just amazing friendships that have grown out of that. Volunteers and clients that get together to knit um, or go out to eat on their own time um, or call each other weekly Mm. because they love each other. They really do. And um, the volunteer might be the senior's only opportunity to connect with somebody that week or that month because a lot of seniors, as they age and become less mobile, they can't drive. Um, they also become socially isolated. I don't remember. Was the transportation project one of the first things that you guys did or that did this develop later? Because yes. it's such a slick program. Um, The transportation program was actually our first program, and then our other programs kind of spun off as we saw needs um, from transporting our our seniors. Let's talk about the other two. So we've got the transportation. What else is in that three-ring that you got going? In our little three-ring circus over there, um, we have transportation, helping hands, and social outreach. So helping hands, you can think about that as everything home-related. So we noticed a lot of our seniors, when we went to go pick them up, Um, to take them to the doctor, they had a really hard time getting in and out of their house, Mm. um, meaning that they couldn't navigate the stairs very well and really needed wheelchair ramps installed or grab bars. So we started doing that, and that was such a hit that we also started doing minor home repairs. Um, We have volunteer crews that mow lawns. We mowed or took care of over 80 seniors' lawns. Um, this growing season, wow, which is huge. That's amazing. Yes, it's it's and just the peace of mind it brings to them to know that um, their yard is taken care of. They're not the eyesore on their street. Um, they're not going to be fined by the city, and they also get to connect with their volunteers who show up every week or two. It really does make a difference. It's one of those things that makes you feel better about where you live. You know that it makes your neighbors feel better about you. Cutting lawns doesn't seem like a big deal, but especially as I've gotten older. Like it's it's insanely important to me. It really is. And so I, I think that that's such a great thing that you guys do because it's also not cheap to have somebody else do no. it for you. It gets expensive. It gets expensive. And we've also found with a few of our clients, they have been taken advantage of by lawn companies who um, they're paying regularly and they're not showing up to do their lawns as promised. Really? So it's really unfortunate, but seniors are a little bit of an easy target. Fair um, enough. Because they don't have a whole lot of power, I guess. But that's where you guys come in. That's where we come in. So we come in to come alongside them and support them and their families. I want to say that our focus is on seniors, but families today, they are busy. We're in this um, 
kind of culture here where as grandma ages, her children may still be working full time, maybe taking care of small children of their own. So they're not always available, even if they love their mom, to mow her lawn and drive her to the doctor's appointment. So we're here to support families as a whole because we know that it takes a village um, to take care of one another. And it, it, it sounds like a bad thing, but let's be honest, life is hard enough getting hard. all of you. Life is hard enough. You got your groceries to get. You've got your mm-hmm. lawn to cut. And then a lot of people are, are having to help somebody else in their family, if not more than one person in some cases, I would think. And right. so organizations like yours are, are there for that reason. And I think focusing on the idea of independence is one of the reasons why I really like this organization so much. It's not something that you really think about. But it's really important. It is. Thank you. Yeah. Um, seniors will say that one of the most important things that they value is their independence. And they actually are more afraid of losing their independence than they are of dying. So you can't get more important than that. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that, uh, again, something that you kind of take for granted in your own life, that idea of, of being truly independent. And there's got to be some kind of uh, mental juice that gets going in your brain that kind of keeps you sharp and keeps you moving and keep you going when you know that you're independent and and you're not a burden or or maybe people start doing things for you and then you don't have to worry about them and then you kind of get soft mentally well and also that lack of social interaction is um shown to negatively impact um physical health, mental health, cognitive health, emotional health. So that's part of what's so important um, with all of our service lines. We try to incorporate that personal touch um, because we know that it's vital for every aspect of our health. For our seniors and our volunteers, um, connections are just very valuable for everyone. In my neighborhood, there's an older woman that I've seen when we were driving around, and she is getting up there Mm -hmm. she's old but she does her lawn by herself and you can tell it's a huge task for her but you can also tell that it's fun for her Mm -hmm. and it's probably the best type of exercise that she could get she has a little leaf blower that is the most dainty Uh little old lady leaf blower (laughs) that i didn't even know that was sold and it's adorable to watch but again keeps her sharp keeps her moving it's a great thing so do you have people that are partaking in certain services but not necessarily in others. Is that common for you guys? Yes, that's common. So when um, a senior contacts us to become a client, we send them a client intake form, and they have an option to sign up for one of our programs or all three of our programs. Mm. So it's completely up to them. Um, There are some that just want us to come and take care of their lawn and never want to come to a senior social. There are others that are just really missing the social connection. So all they do is participate in our social outreach program and not helping hands or transportation. So it's really dependent on the needs and the desire of our clients. I want to talk a lot more about the uh, social outreach program that you guys have before. Let's kind of talk about the people that are a part of this organization. Who are taking part in your services at Mid-Cities Care Corps? Okay, great. Um, I'm glad you asked that. So anybody who lives in the 11 cities that we serve, which are in the Mid-Cities area of DFW, who's 65 and older, um, or 60 if they have a disability, qualifies for our services. Mm. So it's a pretty... It's a, it's a lot of people. Group. Um, so at the this point, we don't income qualify because we feel that it's just a vulnerable population. Mm. And even if maybe you can afford to take a taxi cab to your doctor's appointment, there's not really the comfort level there to do that. 
So we really just try to serve um, whoever needs us in whatever way we can. If you could get an Uber, you're kind of missing the point of, of what this service is about. Again, I think it's important to stress that it's not just transportation. There's companionship. Companionship is a very big part of it. Now, 11 different cities. Yes. Has that expanded or was it always that big? It has always been that big. Really? Yes. How many, and basically anybody over 60 or 65, Mm -hmm. how many people are actually taking part in this now? How many people are you serving? We have about 600 active clients at this point. Okay. Um, But we see that continuing to grow and grow um, as the senior population does. Is that something that you have noticed? I think it's one of those things that you read about in the paper and you hear people say about it. But, you know, who who really knows? You are in the position to actually say. So are you actually noticing that? Oh, yes. We are um, seeing a huge increase in the number of people who call and ask for our services. Uh, another good question. How are people getting your services? How do you meet these people uh, that come in? A lot of it is word of mouth. Um, they hear about us from a friend or a neighbor who's getting services from us. Um, also, um We've been around since 1981, so awareness and kind of the community of social workers um, is strong, and Mm -hmm. so they'll refer their clients to us. Um, We also partner with several different faith-based organizations that um, refer their parishioners to us. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys, you have a history, and so that's one of the big reasons why people are able to find you. They know. Yes. They know what you offer. Yes. What about the people that are providing these services, the the transportation drivers, people helping out with the yards, people building ramps? Who's a part of this organization on that side? Okay, so some of the same. Um, We find that when people come to volunteer with us, they love it so much that before you know it, their friends are volunteering with us as well. Um, Some of those come from the faith-based organizations that we partner with. And then we also recruit um, volunteers off a volunteer match. So if you're interested in volunteering with us, you can go to um, volunteermatch.org and search for Mid-Cities Care Corps, and you can see all the different volunteer opportunities that we have available. Perfect plug. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Allison Wendler is the development director for Mid-Cities Care Corps, their website, midcitiescarecorps.org. Let's talk about the social outreach that you guys do. It's one of the main things that you guys do. I haven't really mentioned it too much. So when you say social outreach, what are you actually referring to? Okay, so aside from how we integrate social outreach into our other programs, we have specific um, plan for social outreach. So my favorite part is we host monthly social events um, at our office. They're about two-hour-long events that include lunch, games, um, usually some little arts and crafts projects. We have live entertainment come. And what's different about our socials is that we provide transportation to them. Mm. So we have... We're fortunate in our area. We have a lot of amazing senior centers that seniors can take advantage of, but a lot of them can't get there. So for our socials, we do provide volunteers that come pick up the people who cannot make it there themselves. Um, and so they get to come. Especially in like the mid cities, you need a car oh, to yes. live. Everything's you 15 minutes away at least. Mm-hmm. And so for an organization like yours that actually provides transportation and these events, it's a great pairing, but it's it a necessary one as well. It's definitely 100% necessary. And then for people who don't want to come out to 
a social event. We also have a phone friends program where we match seniors with a buddy, mm. um, somebody to call every week, and then somebody who they'll receive a call from. So it's kind of like a phone circle. So that way they're connecting with two different people during the week. Um, we also have a visiting friends program. So community volunteers go on a monthly or by um, weekly basis and go visit our seniors in their home. Um, sometimes they take them lunch. Sometimes they play games. Sometimes they go on an outing. It's just very dependent on what the senior is comfortable with and wants to do. I want to talk about these people that don't want to go to the events. Are you able to wear them down after a while and get them out of the house and over to an event? You know, if we can get them there once, they come back. But um, it can be a challenge. And what's, especially, the major, what's the major deterrent? I think just fear fear of not knowing anybody fear of being rejected um but we're such a friendly group and we have so much fun um but you know for a senior who maybe can't get around very well or has continence issues it can be scary to leave the house i mean it's hard to get around you don't know what's going to happen do you have any tips or tricks for trying to get people to get out of the house and uh, like uh, and attend stuff like this i mean i think a personal invitation is what it takes they can read about it in our newsletter um all they want but if they're not personally invited by a friend or somebody they're comfortable with um there's a good chance they're not gonna step out there and take that i think that it, you know step. if i read a, about a party in a newspaper i wouldn't go if somebody no. asked me if i wanted to go sure yeah. why not so i think that that exactly. absolutely makes sense do these events happen often when did you say that they happen so they're usually the third tuesday of the month third tuesday of the month yes. Okay, and yes. so you have all kinds of entertainment and, and people hanging we out. We've done yoga, we've done line dancing, um, we have had sing-alongs, we have done chair volleyball in the past. I mean, we have fun. Is this a is this a good way for people to kind of form friendships that you have noticed? Is this something that everybody that goes looks forward to? Oh yes, and even like. Um, when I first started, I was like, "What difference can a once a month event make?" You know, you kind of think it's not that big a deal because you and I, we're busy all the time. Our calendars are probably packed. Well, um, one of our really sweet clients who actually used to be a volunteer for us, but now she's in her 90s um, and she's become a client. Her daughter brings her to the socials. And I was talking to her daughter and I asked her, I'm like, what kind of impact does this have on your mom? And she told me after her father passed away, her mother became very depressed and did not want to leave the house, stop washing her hair. All that kind of business. Um, finally, she got her to attend at Mid-Cities Care Core Social, and it completely changed her outlook on life. She um, got excited about living again. She was just so thrilled to have something on her calendar to look forward to every month. That wasn't a doctor's appointment. It's you know? interesting that she already knew. She'd been a part of this. She knew what kind of impact this stuff was, and she still was able to get away with it. So that's a great example of somebody who actually knows the power mm-hmm. of these kind of meetings and this type of organization, but it just kind of slips away. For right. somebody who doesn't know anything about it, I think that's a great example because it can really have an impact. Huge impact, yes. Let's talk a little bit about Silver Sunday. This is kind of what you contacted me about. This is what mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about. Yes. And uh, it's a big event happening on November 25th, which is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Correct. A lot of people are always focused on the actual holiday. Mm-hmm. Why is having something after Thanksgiving a good idea? 
Well, the thing is, you spend Thanksgiving with your family and friends, eating tons of turkey, watching football. Then maybe you go shopping um, on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, and just everything is very focused on self um, and family, which is wonderful. But um, we thought it would be good to have a day where we look at our communities around us and maybe reach out to those who didn't have um a Thanksgiving with family and friends and to just provide some cheer. So Mike here came up with the idea for Senior Sunday, who, um, Silver Sunday, I'm sorry, who you will talk to in a minute. Um, and it's just really, I think of it as a social movement, encouraging people to reach out of their bubbles on the Sunday after Thanksgiving and connect with a senior that you might know in your neighborhood or somewhere in your network or to call a nursing home and see if you can come and visit with somebody there. Is this the first time that Mid-Cities Care Corps is going to be a part of Silver Sunday? How did this organization get involved with this? I have been hearing about Silver Sunday at different meetings in the community that I go to, and obviously it's a natural pairing because the heart behind Silver Sunday is the same as the heart behind um, Mid-Cities Care Corps, and that's just caring for our seniors because our seniors have value, um, and they're often overlooked in our community. Um, They have value in and of themselves and also value to younger generations and kind of that connecting is being lost. And so we want to start that. What kind of impact has this work had on you? You talk about the power of connecting generations and it's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't get a lot of opportunity for. And I didn't have grandparents around barely Mm -hmm. at all growing up. Mm -hmm. It's something that you did. A lot of people do miss out on, let's say. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Um, My grandparents passed away young, and my one grandmother lived across the country, and I love being around her um, because seniors give you just such a perspective. They have been around for a long time, um, much longer than us, and I think I read something today that hit the nail on the head, and it's that seniors aren't wrapped up with being trendy, so they have a much better perspective on what's going on um, in the world. So they can kind of bring us back to earth, and also that it's good for people to connect with older generations because it helps them as they age make sense of what's going on um, just with their bodies and their lives. have you noticed that a lot of the seniors that you work with are, are becoming more in tune with cell phones, or is that not something that's taken over? No, they definitely have their cell phones is at our a, social do you, events. Do you like that or not? Because I could see it be one of those things where they're so immersive, let's say, and addictive that it's just as possible for a senior to get sucked into a phone and not pay attention to their surroundings as it is for a 19-year-old. So have you noticed that people are maybe too much on their phones or not? Not too much. No. Okay. Um, All right. Good. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. That's the answer I wanted. (laughs) That's good to hear. Another thing, um, I had the privilege of interviewing some of our seniors um, about a month ago because I was putting together some material for our fundraising event. And they have such amazing life stories just sitting there behind under the surface that you and I don't know from just looking at them. Like I met one couple that was friends with um, Nancy and Ronald Reagan and were instrumental in helping them run for the presidency and hosted a party for them. And just really cool stories that would be lost if we didn't take time to sit and connect. It's my favorite thing about interviewing is that you think that you can kind of size somebody up. You Mm -hmm. have absolutely no idea who they are, what they've done. A lot of people I've noticed they've lived multiple lives. Yes. You know, and so you're talking about one very important part of their life. But why would you ever know that if you didn't actually sit down Mm -hmm. 
and really try and have a conversation with them. Did you enjoy interviewing people? I had so much fun. You I should, mean, I spent the entire day meeting with people, and it was a blast. Did you have specific questions or anything, or was it just kind of sit down and then the conversation just rolled? I had some questions to get us started, and then um, we just kind of with the. Went, I would encourage it. you with the people that you're you're dealing with, keep up the interviews and talk to them because I think a lot of times people overlook those kind of conversations mm -hmm. and they're not only important to have, they're a lot of fun to be a part of and they're great to listen to. Yes. So I'm glad that you were doing that. It's very smart. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So Thanks. Silver Sunday coming up for details. They have their own website, which is silversundayproject.com. Mid-Cities Care Corps can be found at midcitiescarecorps.org. Real quick, are you looking for volunteers right now? Mid-Cities Care Corps is always looking for volunteers. And then for Silver Sunday, this is a self-starter project. So you can be a volunteer right in your own neighborhood and go out and start looking for um, somebody to visit. All right. So if you are interested in Mid-Cities Care Corps, we're going to do more Silver Sunday coming up after the break. But specifically, Mid-Cities Care Corps, log on to their website, midcitiescarecorps.org. I've been speaking with Allison Wendler. She is their development director. It was great speaking with you. I'm glad that you came back. Thank you for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.